0: Hello everyone, Oluwashun Hello, Bimikun here, sorry it's been a couple of days I've not been able to come but you know I'm here today and today we are talking about systems as many of you that know me you know that I care about having system and processes in place and what's on my mind it's they have to be a system that we are working on or planning to implement in order to have work-life balance so the topic here today is system for work-life balance (coughs) and i'm sorry i just woke up so my voice is (coughs) a little bit um off key if you can't use that even though we're not singing yeah so um work-life balance is something that some people believe that impossible and while some people cannot live without it and while majority of us may be in a situation where we are managing the the little chaos that comes along with, you know, taking care of young children and having full-time work and marriage and church and whatever is going on in our lives and even family. Some of us might be in a situation where not only that you have young kids, you also have aged parents to take care of, and it can be really, really, really tough on us if we don't find time to rest. And that's what I really mean when I say work-life balance, that yes, you work in order to have some income because you need those income to live on, to use to take care of your dependents and to enjoy life with, but... You don't want to do all this without taking time to rest, right? Without taking time how to do what we claim it's important to us. Like, if you ask an average family man or family woman, what's important to you? They're probably going to say, you know, their children, their family, their parents, you know. And and then their career, but the other way around is how we actually utilize our twenty four hours. Is majority of our twenty four hours is utilized on jobs, and it's like the rest, the leftover, is what we have left. And sometimes when we come back home. We're so exhausted that we don't even have any energy left for our families and we eat whatever we can. No time to make quality, healthy food. No time to play and nurture and instruct our children. No time to even listen to their stories. Sometimes we say, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then off we go. And the children know that, mm, mom is not paying attention, or hey, dad is not paying attention here. So the question is, since the system, right, that we are in, the economy system, the education system, the job system, requires so much time, yet we have some other responsibilities that we truly care about, How do we balance this? It's like you have a real balance for real. And on one side of the balance, there's a heavy weight. The other side will have to go up, right? Because the heavy weight pulls the balance down. And an equal balance, where there's equilibrium, is where, yes, there's some weight here. And then there's some weight on the other side as well. And they're balancing, right? Kind of juggling up and down. They're balancing. That is my picture, my vision of a balance. And that that means that we are working the kind of work that does not seem like work. Therefore, we're able to care for our family. We're able to be there for them. We are able to take vacation where we have to. We are able to travel to see our aged parents whenever we need to. Wow, our work is not being impacted negatively in terms of, yes, you either have this or that. Could we just have both? Could we have a, a work that we do that we truly, that's energizing, right? Like, um... One of my mentors said that you know your work is energizing when at the end of the day, at the end of your day of work, you still have a lot of energy left to serve your family, to serve your charity, to to volunteer, whatever you still care about beyond work, that the end of that work, that work has giving you so much energy that you have much more energy left than when you started to work isn't that amazing does that even exist <laughs> i know that's a thought in some of your ad like does that even exist like when i'm done with my work i'm so tired exhausted i just want to sleep and that's the point the system has taught us to walk that way but i think there's another way to work and that way is when you walk in your purpose When you do what God has wired you, I use that word a lot, which basically means everything about you is designed to fit this kind of work. Therefore, when you are in that work, you are like a fish swimming in an ocean. My husband showed me a, a video of a fish in an ocean. You can tell that the fish is having a great time. They're jumping, they're maneuvering, they're enjoying the the environment. And at that moment, if, if they have, if there's something to measure, their level of energy is so high. Because they are in their zone. Now take that same fish out into here, into land space. And they're like, just there. Can't move can't swim, maybe swapping their wings a little bit, saying that, no, get me out of here. And that's how some of us are in the jobs that we're currently doing. It's like, I can't wait for 5 o'clock to reach. I can't wait to get out of here. I don't like sitting by a cubicle all day long. I'm not fulfilling my purpose and not making an impact. And what we need to do is to find that zone where we are flying almost effortlessly, and when we're done, that is, we intentionally say, you know, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be done by maybe two o'clock so I can pick up my children in school. And even when you finish, you have energy left. I've experienced this before, and I, have I, had I known what I know now, I would have stayed at that job or find a way to advance in that job and that's what i'm walking my way back into and i had that experience without understanding that whole oh, something that gives you energy is really a career you want to stay in but i was looking at the revenue coming in from that and i exited because the revenue was not commensurate with what i needed what i thought i needed to live on so i was looking for opportunities that were generate more income and I wasn't looking for opportunities that necessarily fit my blueprint and I don't want you to make that mistake of of course money is good and it has helped me a lot I don't think I would have been able to do a lot of things I'm doing now if I didn't have that extra cash coming in but what I'm saying is if I had, had I known what I know now what I would have done is while I was looking for an opportunity for more money I would have geared it more towards Yes, I need my money, but it has to also be the thing that gives me the kind of energy that I'm enjoying right now, right? But I didn't know that energy is a thing. (laughs) So what I'm telling you right now is that in order to have work-life balance, the system, one of the systems, there might be others, that can take us there is a system that involves us working in our purpose. And then when we're working in our purpose, When we do something exciting, we're able to do it with our creative licenses. When we operate in that zone, work does not feel like work. And it actually gives us energy. And that's where we want to be. When we get to that zone of work, then our excitement is so high. And our creativity is being used well, efficiently therefore we're able to provide value at the highest level and when we do provide value at the highest level money is just a scorecard becomes a scorecard like oh you provide this level of value you earn this amount of money and all we have to do is then to climb higher in providing more 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 value which we will find easy and yes the resistance might come but we'll, we've been equipped to overcome those resistance. Therefore, we're able to provide more and more and more values and then consequentially, we'll be able to earn more and more money. So it's really becoming, becoming more of what you are, more of what God has already ordained you to be, and then doing more because you have become more of that, more of that person that's aligned to their calling and their blueprint then you have to do more because now you're in your zone, right? You're in your zone of what this is where God wants you to be. This is where you provide the highest value. You're able to do more in terms of value for the people you serve. And therefore, you have more. And that is the harder and not the other way around. Some people believe that, you know, I need to have more. And the more I have, then the more I'll be able to become, the more I'll be able to do, right? And then the more I'll be able to become, Will God wants me to become. But when we study the Bible very well, which says that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which is, to me, is like seek first your assignment in his kingdom. Seek first your positioning, what God will have you become and do in that kingdom for the glory and praise of his holy name. And then what you need to have, which is all the things, What other people run after, houses, cars, investment, portfolio, they will just come right back to you. It's like an addition. It will just come super naturally to you. But people like to seek those things first and hope that when they have it first, then they will be able to do what is right. They will be able to be more valuable to people. And I've not seen people that do it that way that turn around and become more valuable to people because the same thing you are pursuing, the thing is like you're pursuing a shadow because you never get it and you just keep wasting time because when you're pursuing to just have without becoming and without doing, then that thing is like a mirage. What God is saying is that when you do that first, which you're supposed to do, which is supposed to be added to, you not supposed to even pursue it at all. It's like you keep pursuing, 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 and you never reach it because it's not a thing, right? It's like you're pursuing, it's like you're driving and you keep seeing this mirage in front of you, and the closer you get to it, it disappears, And you keep driving, you see this mirage again, the closer it gets, it disappears. And it almost feels like a curse. Like, oh, what's happening? I'm doing everything right. It seems like I can't even get my hand on enough revenue. And what I'm saying is, let's go back to the principle. You know, principle is like a guiding light. And in that principle, what we see is that there's a priority then in in the kingdom of God. And that priority is do first this. Right? Figure out first what you're good at. Figure out first what God has designed and wired you to do best. And go do it. Go do it. Right? Go do that thing. Not minding um how you're going to have the things you want to have. Let's just follow that order and let's see what comes out of it. I wouldn't say I've completely followed that order, but I'm on the path. And while I'm on the path, I've heard stories upon stories of people that follow that path, and they find good success. And success is overall not tiny. Those that go the other way around, they may look like they found success, but usually deep down within them, they are struggling because on the outside, they might look like they found success, but they just keep sh- they just keep following after the shadow. That's what it feels like to them. But those that walk the path of the principle of becoming and doing and then having, when they get to the zone of having, they have it all. Because the thing they become is what fulfills them. The thing they do is what God has wired them to do, which pleases God. And then the things they have, they just, what they have always dreamed to have, and even more. Therefore, it's a kind of an overall picture of blessing. The blessing of the Lord that makes rich and hearts no sorrow. Because the process of you getting it is a process that involves becoming who God wants you to become and doing that specific thing that He wants you to do. I hope you find great lessons in what I've shared with you today. And I hope you have a great day. Oluwashi, bemigun. Or bemigun at AOL.com. Bye for now.